Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Uh, before we get started with any of this week's uh, previews and breakdowns, um, I would c- kindly invite our commissioner to uh, provide a State of the Union address for the league. Uh, Mr. King, you have the floor. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Um, good morning, everybody. Afternoon. I think the league's gone great this year. I don't have like a huge address this year. Um, Nolan hasn't complained about me or what's going on. Well, I'm obviously doing a great job. Um, there's some potential win- new winners to the to the playoff and yeah. like in the playoffs, I think, right? So I like how you look to me. That's exciting. Do you know how your league works? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So we can move on. Well, I'm right. really glad we didn't do introductions and let Andre take the floor right away. That was good. Yeah, incredible, uh, incredible analysis from the commissioner saying, I'm here just so I don't get fined. Obviously, a call back to Marshawn Lynch's iconic uh, statement. Um, it, it, working out the logic of it, I'm fairly certain that the only person that can levy fines is the commissioner. Um, so I'm very confused as to how that dynamic would work. Uh, but another... Um, just thrilling statement from uh, from our commissioner, really setting the tone for what our league can be and what it is, which is apparently uh, waking up <laughs> at, in the afternoon, uh, hungover, uh, and appearing that they've just gotten back from space. Uh, but we'll go to uh, formal introductions uh, now. Uh, I am your host, uh, Patrick. I, I, it's lovely to be here with everybody again. Um, as is tradition, I will throw it to uh, my co-hosts. Uh, Mike, how are you? Doing well. Um, it's good to be here. Uh, great to be beside Andre, who had a lot to bring to the podcast. I look forward to his analysis going forward. Um, also a little bit hungover, but not nearly as bad as uh, said commissioner. Who who was uh, uh what were you guys drinking last night and kind of what was the the vibe uh, of it was Andre like um was Andre like potentially showing himself to like maybe have a, a bit of an issue um with his, his discipline when it comes to drinking or is it like was it just like oh the night kind of got ahead of him and to break it down for us yeah I'll say um you know the the event or the occasion was going to a Frontenac game. Um, Maria had never been to a hockey game, so we took the ferry and went and did that. 
I mean, I would just say, you know, the alcohol beat us. Quite and simple. Um, it wasn't like we were trying to go crazy. Just, you know, we're old now. And we can't do it like we used to. I think the ice cream just put me, like, that just fucking sucks. Andre, if you could speak into the microphone, uh, our, our audience potentially may not be able to hear you. Andre, what were you drinking last night? Because I can imagine with your commissioner's salary that you get from 390, um, you were drinking only the finest uh, uh, of libations. Yeah, vintage whiskeys and, and malt liquors, and uh, but mostly beer uh, at the game. And then I got iced at the end of the night, which... Yeah. Or I some think, might say the beginning of the night. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. And then I think I ended up in the lake. Yeah, we went swimming. Yeah, yeah we went, you went swimming. Yeah, you put, Whoa. You, put you, you went half in, hey, all the way in. I put my nuts in the water. That counts. Uh, that counts for something. Souped in sure nuts is what they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you guys were genitalia deep in Lake Ontario last night. Yeah. And then and then it kind of just got away from you after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like um, both of you have a uh, um, a long road ahead of you of recovery today. So I I, I wish you well on that. Um, drinking in the next hour. So. Right. Right. That's true. Um, typically, at this point, we would throw it to Suds. Suds is still on the mend, but we do have news that he is feeling better um so that we're, we're very excited about that but please continue your your own road to recovery suds we uh, we miss you uh and then this week we have a uh a, a new guest once again uh I, I believe this is their first time uh doing a podcast so we'll we'll cut them some slack um we're going to show them that just the the ins and outs of uh being a uh uh, a media podcasting superstar on the level of like Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee, like this is, this is what we do. And, and this person has asked that they can, uh, if they can sort of learn the ropes with us. So uh, Jay, welcome to the podcast for the very first time. Uh, hey, thanks everybody. A uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, excited to kind of see how all this works, kind of figure it out. Uh, do not uh, want to be very much like Joe Rogan. Pat McAfee would be fine, I guess. Um, and I think, you know, just as an introduction, if, if anyone is still listening to this podcast after that scintillating State of the Union, thank you for your perseverance, your dedication to this podcast. It's uh, much appreciated. Jay, if podcasting doesn't work out for you, I do think that you may have a future in commissioning a fantasy football league because I can just tell the energy and maybe even the respect that you have for not showing up to the the league-wide address hungover. Um, uh, you're showing you're showing a much more uh, um, re respect for the whole process. And, and yeah, I do want to say. I mean, I had a lot of people who, who wanted to hang out with me last night. I had a lot of people, you know, calling, sliding into the DM saying, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And, and other people like different from those people being like, let's go do it. And I and I said, you know, sorry, guys, I am I am I'm busy taking care of myself tonight because I've got responsibilities tomorrow. Um, so I just a very popular person, obviously. Um, and since it was a Friday night, you can imagine just my phone was ringing off the hook, which is a saying from the olden times um, when phones went on hooks, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's important and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Soup to nuts on that one, Jay. Um, mm -hmm. Andre, do you want to reply to that? Uh, do you want to maybe 
I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay, okay, we're still doing that. Um, so I think what we're going to do right now is uh, break down um, the absolute whirlwind of a final week of the regular season that we have in store. Um, I think everybody is, uh, if I can borrow the phrase, uh, up to their genitals in Lake Ontario nervous um, for this upcoming fantasy week because uh, it's going to be busy. Uh, so, Mike, you were uh, you and Jimmy kind of tag team this uh this bitch um, together and figured out all the scenarios that can sort of happen with, um, with the outcomes this week. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw it to you first and you can sort of point us in the direction on, on how we want to attack this thing. Cause there there's, I'm looking at the notes right now and there's like, there's a lot to break down. So give us, give us the, the, the Rosetta stone to figure this out. Oh man. It's not the only thing Jimmy and I have tag teamed. You know what I mean? Whoa, you're a married man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so to break this down, I don't even know where to start. I mean, we can start in the simple spot uh, with Ryan. So he has basically one scenario. So th- this is the chaos report. I don't know if you said that, by the way. Need to it's the up. chaos report. This is, and we need like a super sweet sound. Oh, I, uh, yeah, last week I was doing like uh, – Oh, ribbit, ribbit! It's like, why is there a frog? Because it's chaos, you know. Every time, every time we need, yeah, we got it, we got it. And guys, if I might just uh, set a little reminder here, this segment is sponsored by Dr. Miriam Anaya's Butthole Relaxant. Is your butthole locked in a clench from the closeness of your fantasy football league? Win or lose, you'll need to poo. Open up wide with Dr. Miriam Anaya's Butthole Relaxant, available in cream or enema. The best for solution for being able to shit bricks again. <laughs> Great. We're really going deep on those, uh, those sponsors, and it's nice to see. Dr. Miriam uh, is, uh, is highly regarded in the, uh, um, the constipation community. So mm-hmm. That's great. We're happy, we're happy that we can bring her along. I just love that this podcast is blowing up so much. Like That's the most exciting thing. It's huge. It's huge. It's like Jay's phone on a Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I'll bring us through the first two kind of scenarios, and then we'll let Andre bring us through the rest. He's really prepared. Um, I guess the he first looks two- it. <laughs> the first two to go over Ryan and Neville. Um, Ryan basically just clinches. He's clinched. He's the only person in the league who's clinched. Um, he gets a buy with a win or with a loss from me. So pretty simple for Ryan. If he wants to get to that semi, he better win. And he's uh, playing Curtis, so he probably will. Spoilers for later in the episode. Yeah. Um, Neville, on the other hand, fucked himself since he made that stupid trade. Um, One and six in his last seven games and needs help to get in. So he only gets in with a win and losses from two of Andre, Nolan, and Suds. So that's exciting. What a time to be alive. Um, I see. I see. I see. I have a fun anecdote. Yeah. Go ahead, Commissioner. A Curtis win and Neville loss means they end with the same record. Um, wonderful uh, off the cuff improv there, uh, yeah. Andre, to sort of put that math together. That's great. 
Um, I think, yeah, I, 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 Mike, you, you mentioned the trade, and we we hit this point every week. But the trade that Neville did basically took him out of the driver's seat of the league, which he was like, I think we would all agree, was like clearly there um, and has put himself like on the edge of playoffs. He has a very, I mean, he, I would say, I would say, after having done my own research on all the leagues, he's got quite a strong chance to still make it. If that seven win um, can still be the, the, the ticket into the, the league, but um, remind me, remind me the terms of the trade again. It was Daniel Jones and um, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Tony Pollard for oh Trevor Lawrence. For Trevor Lawrence and the Buffalo defense. Sorry, yeah. Uh, who, who can forget the Buffalo defense? Who could forget the Buffalo defense? <laughs> and I was on Twitter this morning that somebody was breaking down Trevor Lawrence's uh, um, playing over the last five weeks. And apparently, he's only thrown one passing touchdown over that time. And I don't know if that matches up like week to week from when the trade was made, but it's just like this. This this trade was like an absolute whiff for Neville. Disaster. And by all accounts, it was it was self-inflicted, right? Like Sud said that he was the one um, that was approached with the deal. And it's just like, oh boy. So if Neville doesn't make it, I think that's that's a storyline of the year. Like Neville going from five and zero to out of playoffs. Yeah. And I don't ever remember a team or know if any league has had a team lead the league in scoring and not make the playoffs. It, it it certainly would be uh, uncharted territory, I would say. But enough enough of Neville. Let's move on to uh, maybe the meteor parts of the uh, of the chaos report. Uh, Commissioner, I believe you were uh, you were on deck to uh, to give us the lowdown. Yeah. So looking at my opponent this week, is that a spoiler? No, my my opponent this week can clinch with a, a playoff berth with a win, uh, a loss, and a loss from one of Suds or Nolan, a loss and Suds not outscoring Mike by fourteen points, or a loss and outscoring Gertie by nineteen points. Assuming the likely Gertie loss. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Fuck! I missed it. So. I like my odds. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Pelt is looking strong. Um, but really that win that win and Orion loss could get you a buy, right? Which is I think what he has his sights set on. Yeah, that'd be exciting for everyone. Yeah, well let someone else take your section. You can't read about yourself. It's a rule here on the podcast. Um, Jay, with, uh, with this being your, uh, inaugural, uh, appearance on a, on a podcast, would you like to, uh, do Andre's, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about it here. So Andre, he's not looking too bad, but, uh, uh, he needs a win. And if he gets that win, uh, not only does he clinch a playoff berth, but he's also going to grab the division, which is exciting for him now, which means nothing, but as he said, helps. That's right. That's right. It means nothing. Now, if uh, if Pelt gets the better of him, then what uh, Andre needs is 
Bud to lose, Neville to lose, Holly to lose, and to not be outscored by 23 points by Suds. So that's, uh, that's quite a few things that he needs going right if he doesn't take uh, this um, week. Now, there's another scenario at play for Andre. All is not lost. If he faces a loss this week, he needs Neville to lose, Nolan to lose, and he really needs to outscore Holly by 56 points. Not impossible, but no easy task at all. So Andre can do himself a big, big favor and just fucking win. Um, or he can uh, lose. Uh, and then, like he's been doing all year as a commissioner, just cross his fingers and hope everything goes his way. <laughs> Stellar <laughs> analysis. I have to close the whole life, but yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention with it is if I win, like I like being in the division of champions because I had to take out a past champion last week. And I need to take out. Well, you're the you're the one of the two three time winners, right? Um, to get in, so it's it's not an easy division to be in, man. It's uh, you gotta you gotta be champions to get in. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that fuels momentum into the into the playoffs for me. It's a good perspective for sure. I know uh, we we've often maligned this division for being kind of the. Uh, the weakest of the three, but I, I think you're right, Andre, that um, your, your path into the playoffs is um, killing those that are, are um, maybe living in the past on their like previous <laughs> uh, accomplishments. And um, yeah, I, I personally have a stake. We will get into my scenario. Um, I'm, I'm personally, I think I'm personally hoping for your downfall, um, but uh, I like the, uh, I like the uh, chutzpah. Chutzpah? What do you call it? Yeah, chutzpah. Chutzpah. Yeah, nice. Um, who would? Uh, we're we're still moving on. I can take this one if we want. Maybe uh, spread it uh, spread it like butter. Um, we got uh, we got Suds scenarios coming up. So here is how Suds makes his way into the playoffs. He gets a win. And Andre loses. He can also win the division by outscoring our co-host Mike by 14 points. So that's that's pretty huge. Um, he can get in if he wins, and no one loses, which some of us are, are very much aiming for no one to lose this week. Um, and then the last scenario in which he can get into the playoffs are a loss, an Andre loss. A Neville loss, a Holly loss, and outscoring Andre by 23 points. That last scenario is what we like to call a Hail Mary. Um, not unlikely, not likely, but um, Suds' best way into, into the playoffs is just like doing what he needs to do and getting the W. Um, but we will see. Thursday, Thursday night kind of uh, changed the com- complexion of some of these matchups, but. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, just to knock this off pretty quickly, uh, we, the next person we have is Mike H. They have been eliminated from playoffs. Uh, and snarkily, I add, uh, maybe don't start uh, QBs in the Superflex on Thursday night. Boy, What a dummy. Um, and then, uh, and then we got Jay. So, uh, Jay's scenario, Jay, Jay has a lot going on here. Um, 
And I'm going to throw it to Mike because it does look complicated. So, Mike, you and um, uh, you and our fucking um, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, I can forget his name because he's so unremarkable, but also very ignorant Trump supporter too. Um, why? How, break it. Break it down. Thanks for, for what Jay was doing. We, we know you're not great with the whole reading thing, so it's better you pass that on to me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jay's got Jay's got a lot here because he's the one who's most safe and a lot of shit needs to happen for him not to make it. So if we were putting percentages on this, Jay's probably like 96% safe, I would say. Um, he got to buy if he wins and I lose. Pretty simple as that. Um, or win and not getting outscored by me by 117 points. So fairly likely if he gets a win, one, would, one might say. Um Excuse me, the Cokes coming back up. Um, can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Noticing a theme here. If you win, you'll make the playoffs. If you don't, then good luck to everyone except for Jay. Because for Jay not to make it, he needs a loss. A loss from one of Suds, Andre, or Nolan. Sorry, to make it. So if he loses, he just needs one of Suds, Andre, or Nolan to lose. And he's in. If the above doesn't happen, though... Jay can clinch with that a loss and not getting outscored by 131 by Suds, 108 by Andre, 117 by me, and 51 by Nolan. And yes, all of those have to happen for Jay to be eliminated. So, Jay, if you somehow got eliminated, you probably don't deserve to be there anyway. That's fair. That's really fair. That would be like an all-timer not making the playoffs if that happened. Yeah. Do they do Suds Suds and Andre have to and, and yourself and Nolan, they all have to win? No, not or necessarily because there are seven win teams. Suds and Andre Nolan are seven win teams. Suds, Nolan, and Andre are seven win teams. So yeah. they would need to win. Essentially the seven win teams would all need to get to eight and then outscore yeah. Jay to knock him out. Jeez. We're giving we're giving four percent of that actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> that seems wild. Eighty percent of stats are made up, mobile. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, well, we're gonna move on to uh, to uh, Jay's league mate here, our division mate in Gertie, and I'll throw it to Jay to actually do the breakdown for us. Yeah, that'd be great. Let me just. Uh... Get on over there. So we'd like to be prepared. We call on podcast, Jay. Little tip, okay? Be ready to speak when you're on a podcast. You got it. (laughs) I'm new, right? Like I haven't really done this before. So, so I think the thing that is 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 surprising is that we're talking about Gertie's team at all. And obviously, I come from a biased perspective, and we'll hear more about our current matchup and how it's looking for both of us. But a little biased, Gertie can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Now, if we go ahead and just assume that that's not going to happen this week, which I think is pretty safe, we can do that. Um, He can still clinch a playoff berth um, with a loss as long as he also gets a loss from one of Suds, Andre, or Nolan. Um, so, so, you know, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Suds, Andre, or Nolan lose. And if they do so, then Gertie's looking good. 
Now, if the above doesn't happen, so we don't get a loss from one of Suds Andre or Nolan, Gertie can still clinch with a loss as long as he's not outscored by 33 by Suds, 9 by Andre, and 18 by Pelt. All of those need to happen for Gertie to be eliminated. So Suds has got to put up an extra 33, 9, Andre's got to put up an extra 9, and an extra 18 by Pelt. So those are some lower numbers than what we have kind of heard, you know, in my scenario. Um, uh, somewhat perhaps unlikely but we also remember as we'll see later Gertie is not currently projected for a very high point total uh, and David Mills is one of his starting quarterbacks so if I'm Gertie um, you know I was sitting near the top of the league maybe three four weeks ago this could be a dramatic fall from grace maybe on par with Neville you know Mm -hmm. absolutely um yeah, I uh, Gertie Gertie's position does seem to be safe. I think um, he's he's one of the three teams at eight wins, right? Eight and above. Yeah. Um, so that does give him some insurance. I kind of my projections. I do see him making making playoffs, but um, I mean, you've got you've got Davis Mills as, as your um, your second QB. This is just like this is the same thing we've seen with Gertie's team all season of just like. I, I don't know if it's a championship team caliber. Uh, I, I, he's got Jonathan Taylor, who has been like a revelation. He's got Devontae Adams, but um, there's a lot of other pieces on that team that I, I'm, I'm just not a fan of, and I just don't know. I all, all I see Gertie's performance this week is if he gets into the playoffs, it's like, well, congratulations, your season ends next week uh, in the, uh, the quarterfinals. So... Uh, I think people will be itching to play him um, in, in that week, but maybe, maybe I'm just an asshole, you know, maybe I, that, that's the way that uh, I'm programmed. Um, staying in that division. Oh, sorry. I did want to ask something about Gertie. Gertie can actually win the division though, right? If he beats UJ. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean, Gertie, Gertie has like a whole spectrum of things still available to him, which is, uh, uh, Gertie, maybe more than any other team, it just a perfect, uh, uh, the perfect epitome of what this season has been all about. Um, staying in that division, no. Here is Nolan's scenarios to get into the playoffs. It does appear that as we're moving down, um, we're kind of getting into the riskier and riskier prospects for for getting into. Uh, Making the that that playoff uh, that playoff push, mm-hmm. Nolan can, can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Suds or Andre loss. He can get into the playoffs with a win and not getting outscored by Suds um, or Andre. Suds is seventy points, so he can't be outscored by seventy points by Suds or fifty points by Andre. Nolan can still get in if he has a loss, a Suds loss, an Andre loss, a Neville loss, and not getting outscored uh, by Suds by 70 or Andre by 50. And Nolan's final scenario for getting into the playoffs is a loss, a Suds loss, an Andre loss, and only losing to me by less than 1.32 points. (laughs) Could you imagine? I mean, we both have we both have a lot of players going on the Monday nighter, um, and so our our matchup is not going to be decided until um, until Monday night. And I 
if we have a game where it's we're within half a point of each other, I'm going to tell you I'm, I'm not going to make it, and I, I'm going to get my will in order because uh, my heart my heart won't be able to take that. Um, well, you might be eliminated Nolan, before that. So, what's that? You might be eliminated before that anyway. So. You might not. That's that's very true. That's very true. I I do have I do have hope though. After after this Thursday night performance, I feel, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like, you know what? Crazier things have happened. But um, yeah, no one no one can do himself well by uh, getting a win against me, and then uh, and then he's got to do a little bit of hoping and praying. But um, that's basically Nolan's conditions. Love it. And then, and then we have uh, the final person who's still in the playoff hunt, unbelievably, uh, is, is me, yours truly. Um, and I can't do myself, but I, I would ask that whoever, whoever does this analysis for me, like really sell it, why this could happen, okay? Because I am, I am the Hail Mary of all Hail Marys in this scenario. So really make me believe. It sounds like it's a job for Andre. I think so, Commissioner. Why am I going to make playoffs? <laughs> oh, make playoffs. Wow, this is a, this is a long paragraph. Uh, so you it's could, two sentences. You could do it with a win, a Neville loss, and one of Suds or Andre losing, and not losing the point differential with either, and outscoring okay. Nolan in his matchup by more than 1.32. Okay. So that's your first way in. Your second way would be a win. So it's looking looking to be key here that you win your matchup. Oh well. To make it to the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, uh, great analysis. I, it seems seems like a recurring theme. Uh, this whole winning concept. Uh, so you need a win and both subs or Andre losing and not losing the point differential with either. And outscoring Nolan mm-hmm. in his matchup by more than 1.32. Just to clarify, both Suds or Andre doesn't make sense. It should be Suds and Andre. Fucking Jimmy. Um, and why don't we have our point differential in there, like the 1.32? Um, probably because this is more relevant. Oh, yeah. gotcha. cool. To his chances. So th- those are your those are your ways in. Oh well. So Thursday was a good start for you, but you need some help. A lot of I help. feel I. I feel worse now about my chances after Andre reading it. I don't think you really sold it. I would have gone, I would have gone like you have two tickets. You have two tickets to the dance that you've been working so hard to get to all year. One, you win. Neville loses. And Andre or Suds loses as well. Yeah. He's just doing his own. <laughs> No, I just, no I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so sick of this hangover. It's just like low energy. <laughs> it out. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was good. That was good breakdown. So this is, um, this is where we're at with the league. We have, um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people vying for six spots two of those spots are quite likely already taken and the other four including a divisional crown 
uh, are up for grabs. Um, I, we mentioned earlier that the division doesn't really matter. Um, I would argue that it does because we have we have um, placed uh, some importance on winning winning the division. That you get to choose your division for the following year. Oh, right. Uh, of course. So there is there is some things at stake this week. Um, Ryan, it looks like he's already. I mean, he's he's certainly in contention for his division. Jay, you've got you're in the driver's seat on. Uh, okay, Andre, thank you. Uh, um, we're good. <laughs> but uh, there's Miles. Hi, Miles. He doesn't wave, but that's okay. Oh, there he is. He's got um. Sorry. So yes, the division the divisions being up for grabs. That's uh, that's pretty huge. Um, it'll 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 be the the first domino of setting up next year's uh, league, which uh, can can be extremely important uh, as you as we look at some divisions where all four of the players are still active, and other divisions where only two of the 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 competitors are are in a real playoff position. So. That's the chaos report, everybody. Don't forget the chaos scenarios. Oh, yes. Sorry. How could you? My apologies. Jimmy forgot to flag me on that. Okay. So we have two fun scenarios of chaos. Literally what is written. We have the eight-win logjam. If... Andre, Suds, Curtis, Nolan, and Jay all win, then Jay would be a top as the only nine-win team. Congrats on being a top there, Jay. Um, Thank you. Leaving Ryan, Andre, Peltz, Suds, Gertie, and Nolan at eight wins. This would mean that one of the eight-win teams would not get in. Hello, points differential. But if we're talking log jams, there's <laughs> there's only one true log jam that we're really excited about, and that's the seven win log jam. Okay, so open up your little ear holes for this little map. If Pelts, Mike H, Neville, J, and myself, yours truly win, we would have Pelts, Ryan, and Jay at nine wins, Gertie at eight wins, and then Andre, Suds, Nolan, Holly, Neville at seven wins. A st- 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 staggering nine teams technically coming down to tiebreakers for the final playoff spot. Tiebreakers being divisional record, tiebreakers being points scored four. And if you have um, the same point scored for, I believe it goes down to the last time that, or the, your record in the last two weeks or something. I don't know. Um, I barely read the, uh, the document, but it leads us to say yet again, what a season. That scenario, the seven win log jam would be insane because three of those teams would miss it. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. No, four. Because there would only be two spots left with myself, Ryan, Jay, and Gertie all clinching. Yep. Crazy. I think Neville makes it in yeah. that scenario. So it's really... 100, 100%. Yeah. Well, honestly. Yeah. So it probably leaves you, Suds, and Nolan. The outside. 
We do not want Neville in the playoffs. That's it. It would be insufferable. Yeah. Uh, guys, am I right that the uh, the previews is the next uh, section of the podcast? Uh, you are. So speaking of looking forward, this segment is sponsored by Gargonzola NFTs. Built into the urethra block cheese, these are pictures of cheese, but there is a limited number of them. So grab these non-fungible but totally perishable items today. Gargonzola NFTs. In a while, they'll totally be worth more. Uh, we do have to say that this podcast is not financial advice. Um, it's really good point. It's important um, that we say that. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick me up uh, a whole block of that. That's what I would do. Yeah. 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 Great sponsor. Great sponsor. Yeah. Awesome. Excited about it. Um, make sure you do your research before buying NFTs, right, Andre? Do your own research. Yeah, um, research. Or en- don't, don't enter internet contests, what I, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, don't get one of those birds that like does a continual pecking and is clicked by over and over. It doesn't work out well. Um, before hey. we jump in, I, I do have a couple of questions for the commissioner, if we could. Um, oh, please. Yeah. Corner. To mind, um, during the episode. Yeah. One... What's the punishment, if not death, for someone not setting their lineup in such an important week like this? They have to set it. I think they have, but just curious yeah. to know if someone were to not do it, like, do we murder them or like what happens? Yeah, I think we, I think we put their head under Lake Ontario, like in the water and just <laughs> drown them. And then you guys go genital high. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, I love uh, the commissioner's response of, to the question of what would we do if somebody didn't set their lineup? The commissioner responds, oh, they have to set it. <laughs> it's good follow up. Such a wholesome league. Um, yeah. Second question, a lot of talk of death in that first answer, so I'll continue on that. Um, sure, yeah. We were worried you were actually dead today, and it brought up the question, if you're to die, do you have the next commissioner written into your will? I have not done that. Yeah. to do that. Important. Yeah. Do you have a will? Who, who I, yeah. yeah I That's do. so cool. Yeah, there's this like online tool. It's really easy. Just... We thought Danish would be a good, good option. Really, Danish? No. Okay. Yeah, we we thought it because he would do pretty much just as much effort as you have done uh, in your role. To be fair, I showed up for this podcast. Uh, has Danish been on this podcast before? No. True. Listen. To Very this true. Podcast? I don't even know. He has for sure in the past. I don't know about this year. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, that I mean that makes sense. Danish would do just as little as I do. Um, no, just as much. Yeah, got to think positively. <laughs> this thing hanging over. I'm so not positive. Um, yeah, I got to think about that and figure out how we decide who would do that in case I die. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, and then third question. I love how these questions all lead into each other. Speaking of Danish, um, how far are we from expelling him from the league? Is that? Oh, yeah, uh, just, just a lot of talk about inactivity on the podcast. I think a lot of chatter. Yeah, just some you know, just 
talk between the boys. Yeah. Um, four moves, <laughs> four moves on the season, I think it was. Um, I but isn't that his? Like, I don't. Yeah. How many moves has he made? Six. Sorry. And he has ninety fab left. Yeah. I, I mean, have you talked to him and trying to trade to him? Like, he's just convinced that his team is good, even though he's three and ten. Like, he's convinced yeah. that. He has three running backs, and that's how you win in this league, mm. which has been going, you know, not, and he's disproving it for sure. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a skill. I think I think I think he thinks he's better than he is. Thoughts <laughs> from the rest of the podcasters? Like, are we we? Uh... Wait, I, I sorry, you're talking about Danish yeah. thinking that he is. Uh, better than what his performance has shown. There's a confidence about Danish that's maybe inexplicable and uh, rooted in in um, ego and uh, um, just the performance of another person, or maybe a ring that he won uh, years and years and years ago. That Danish. That Danish. I have a question for the commissioner, if it's question, Commissioner Corner. Um, is anybody on the chopping block for the league? I have a follow-up question, too. <laughs> no, no one's on the chopping block. What's your follow-up question? Okay, so we are we are considering of bringing all members back for yeah. for next year. That's great. That's good to hear. Um, secondly, are we going to introduce a um, a version of the league where uh, the person who uh, wins uh, quote unquote the toilet bowl is uh, relegated to um, a, a inferior league uh, for for one year, and we have an alternate that sort of subs in um, what one uh, like an exiling the yeah like a get, like a G league yeah you get or, exiled. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. We have Homestead set up, so I think it's I think it's very like obviously we need to build up the the crew. Now is it would it be would it be the person who has the worst record at the end of the year or the person who loses the toilet bowl? No, you lose the toilet bowl. Like whoever loses the toilet bowl, like you you yeah. you lost. Even even if your record, even if it's like Neville, like let's say Neville doesn't make playoffs this year and then he ends up in the toilet bowl and loses the toilet bowl his points for is amazing and his record at the beginning of the season was like untouchable but he ended up going from top of the league to very worse losing the toilet bowl so as a punishment we exile him for one year he's not allowed to play fantasy football with us for a year (laughs) <laughs> like he's back he's back the following year for whoever loses the toilet bowl the, the next year yeah. it's always a it's always 12 months out of the league but i think that would be i think that would put um that would really like put some people who haven't shown a lot of effort like put them in their place you know like danish i mean yeah. like i think i think if danish this loses is a good way to get danish out of the league every two years it sounds like <laughs> I mean, Danish. <laughs> Danish is almost like a guarantee to be in the toilet bowl for a fourth consecutive year. So. Incredible. Yeah, uh, take it. I'll take it under consideration, and uh, next year I'll totally remember on the commissioner state of the. We'll we'll bring it to the competition committee. Um, Absolutely. Or the uh, what 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 is that? Um, not that I know particular. Board of governors. governors. 
now there's a specific name is it is it the commissioner the the the, the, the cabal yeah um, the cabal yeah okay. okay great stuff uh jay do you have any questions for the commissioner Ooh, um, I think you guys have really kind of cornered the market on the questions so far. I think the, the only thing that, uh, you know, some people who have spoken to me who knew I was going to be doing this for the first time ever uh, said, hey, like, if, if you can if you can get a chance to talk to the commissioner after their brilliant state of the union, maybe just ask them about a second IR spot. Yeah. Mm. A lot, there's been a lot of consideration, uh, a lot of discussion. You know how hard it is to put in an IR spot? It's difficult. Um, it's probably not. I think it's just like a button. So <laughs> <laughs> we want a second IR spot? Yeah, that's, you know, just some people have been talking about it. Some people have been asking about it. I've seen it, I've seen it on some forums. Yeah. They're like, when is he going to put in a second IR spot? <laughs> they were typing in all caps. Yeah, I, I'll take it under consideration. I think... Uh, Depending on how COVID goes, we can look at it. It's not going away. Depending depending upon how COVID goes, <laughs> two years into it, <laughs> the more I the more I talk to this commissioner, the more I have questions. Um, I, uh, uh, commissioner, how is your how is your um, uh, your overall um, feeling? Uh, been through this podcast and when i say feeling i mean condition i apologize um how has your condition been since you jumped onto the podcast you were you were um you said that you drank yourself into a stupor last night um you can't remember large portions of the uh of the evening or or uh maybe this morning um how has your condition improved while being on the podcast has it uh uh, decreased what what is your what is your current condition uh it's it's improving slowly improving slowly i've been chugging water so um, i've seen that i've seen i've heard it too i'm sure listeners have as well <laughs> yeah so i figure by the time the sun goes down tonight i may be feeling half human by then so it's getting okay up. yeah well half human is more than the more human than what you normally feel right yeah your humanity has to decrease uh, for you to get back to normal, yeah. fucking got you. Um, so I think, <laughs> um, I, unless we have uh, another last-minute question, for better fucking not. <laughs> Your child's right there, Jay. Don't swear in front of him. He's the one who taught me those words. <laughs> That's amazing. Miles is such a badass. Um, it really is. I think we can. Uh, I think we can move on to the uh, the match by match analysis that we uh, our, our listeners have come to love and adore. Are we good? We're good. Absolutely. Okay. No, uh, no um, sponsored segments before. We... Oh no, we already had sponsored segments. That's right. How could I forget? Yeah. How could you? How could you? Doctor. Um... <laughs> Miriam Anias's uh, butthole relaxant. Yeah, uh, and of course NFT NFT Gargonzolas. Um, after that, uh, that NFT NFTs is is pretty incredible as a sponsorship. I'll say. Yeah, um, no, they're going big places. No, big time, big time. First matchup of the week. I'm going to take it over. Uh, I'm going to give us the lowdown on um, Suds versus my brother. So let me just pull that matchup up. 
We are doing this Saturday morning. So we've had some players play. The uh, uh, the Minnesota Vikings and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers played um, overall a pretty terrible game. But um, a pretty uh, a pretty fun fourth quarter uh, that saw the Steelers come to life and actually put up some fan- fantasy points. Um, uh, enjoying some of the returns of that performance was uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, who had uh, Ben Roethlisberger pop off for 25 points um, in that game. And as I do a quick scan of the, the Ben Roethlisberger scores all season, that was his best performance all year. Um, so he passed for 308 yards, three passing touchdowns and one two point conversion. So Mike got, um, a pretty, a pretty healthy, uh, um, performance out of big Ben. Um, when we do the comparison for uh, flacaroni and cheese versus, uh, digestive kneecaps, uh, quarterback wise, it's Ryan Tannehill and Zach Wilson, um, versus Tyler Henneke and Ben Roethlisberger. I give the edge to Mike here. Tyler Henneke, I think is like an absolute dog. Um, I think he, uh, I think he's won that starting job in Washington. I hope he has at least, cause I think he's, uh, um, he's played quite well considering the circumstances and, and done all right with that team. Um, Tannehill missing Derrick Henry for the last little while. Uh, everything's been kind of put on his shoulders. Tannehill does get Julio Jones back this week. Um, and I do believe AJ Brown is playing. Um, unless I, unless I'm mistaken. Oh no, he's not. He's on the IR. How did I miss that? Crazy, crazy. So Tannehill, Tannehill is, um, in about a bit of a tough spot. They've still been winning, but they're certainly not the, the same dominant team that they were earlier in the season. Um, so Tannehill, I think, I, I think is very comparable to Henneke in terms of performance. And then Suds has uh, Zach Wilson as uh, his second QB, who is, uh, for all the stuff that we say about uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think Zach Wilson is worse. So uh, I don't think we need to spend too much too long on that. At wide receiver, uh, Suds is popping off uh, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and Odell Beckham Jr. Those are three studs, I think. Uh, Beckham has been uh, performing quite well, getting into the end zone uh, twice already with the uh, with the Rams. Uh, Cooper is playing Washington. Um, and uh, Sorry, Amari Cooper is playing Washington. And Cooper Cup is playing Arizona on, on um, Monday night. Cooper Cup has easily been the best wide receiver all season. Um, so... That's a very strong lineup for him. Um, Flacaroni Cheese is doing is playing Godwin, McLaurin, and Elijah Moore. Very good wide receivers in, in their own right. Godwin, McLaurin are, are wide receivers too on bad days. So, uh, and Elijah Moore has like proven himself in New York. And I like the cap on having um, the wide receiver one for the opposing team's quarterback. Um, so I. I think that's a smart play by, by Mike, not, not saying that he would have other options, but um, solid wide receiver core. I do give the edge to Suds, but I think it's closer than um, first uh, first looks. Running back, we have Saquon Barkley and Adam Jones. Uh, it's Adam Jones, Aaron Jones, uh, versus Zeke Elliott and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, all four studs, uh, struggling in, in some way, coming back from injuries and others. Um, 
I actually feel like this is a bit of a wash, but I'll give the uh, I'll give the edge to uh, Flacaroni and Cheese. I like Zeke better than Barkley. Uh, at tight end, we got Kelsey and Gronk. Uh, two of the best to ever do it. Um, Gronk is uh, when he performs, he's usually in the end zone twice. Um, but Kelsey is Kelsey is just the tight end that you want right now. So. Um, I'm going to give it to Flacaroni and Cheese. In the flex, we got Tony Pollard versus Kareem Hunt, both secondary running backs for their teams. Um, I really like Kareem Hunt. I always have. Uh, but Tony Pollard uh, is kind of eating a little bit of Zeke's, uh, Zeke's touches. So I might give the edge there to, uh, to Suds. Uh, and at uh, on defense, we have Kansas City for Mike um, and Atlanta uh, I think Kansas City is, has been playing quite well over the last little bit, so I'll give, uh, I'll give the edge to Flacaroni and Cheese. Uh, and I have uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, to no surprise if you're following along, taking the win, um, as well as Jay uh, and Pelt has sons. Uh, so, Jay, I'm going to throw it to you to do the breakdown for Andre versus uh, Pelt. So this is going to be an interesting one. Again, we've got a little inside knowledge from the Thursday matchup. So uh, the current projections have uh, Andre at 126 and Pell at 117. Andre, of course, on the back of uh, an excellent showing from Najee Harris. Uh, Through the first half, it looked like Harris was going to be in trouble, but a lot of work in the second half for Pittsburgh, and he's up. Um, but uh, he's going up against a, a Pelt, who had a decent showing, slightly underneath the kind of projected value from Jefferson, who got a TD and put up 13.5. So, I'll break this down real quick. I think um, Andre comes through. He's got uh, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray versus Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy G. <laughs> and so, I think that Andre comes across with the, uh, the win on the QB, Carr has is, is consistently been an understated, decent performer on the QB scene. Kyler Murphy has a good game. He should have pretty much all of his weapons available to him, should uh, go to town there. I think Pelt comes away with a win on the wider series. He's got Jefferson, who played well. Then he's got uh, Valdez Scantling against Chicago, and we know how um, Rodgers likes to roast Chicago, so that could be worth a, a deep TD of at least one of them for uh, MVS and then Diggs, uh, who's slowly been coming on recently with a catch in the end zone going against a uh, uh, Hollywood Brown, CD lamb and Westbrook Kenai. I think not a bad look for Andre, but not enough to not kind of a Jefferson Diggs um, out of kind of that head to head matchup. So that one goes to um, Pelt. Uh, when we come down to the um, RBs, I think, Pelt uh, runs a risk here. Uh, he's got Burkhead in the RB2. Now he's got Chubb in the RB1, which is nice. He's going up against, uh, again, a strong performance by Harris. And then um, Freeman uh, in Baltimore uh, as the RB2, who could be in line for some good work. So the RBs go to Andre for me. Kittle versus Andrews. Um, you like Kittle. A little bit more, perhaps, than Andrews, but Andrews can sometimes, if, if Lamar's going to have a good game, um, Andrews could have easily, you know, seven receptions and at least one in the end zone. Um, Kittle hasn't kind of gone off, but he's played a couple of strong games. So I think um, that one's probably a wash. And then what do we got? Andre's got a, a, a form. Uh, in Tennessee, who should be in for the workload versus Hilliard, who could go to town. The two Tennessee RBs facing off against one another. I'm going to give that one to Andre. And then defenses, Arizona against the Rams. The Rams have been a mystery over the past couple of weeks. 
I don't think it's great to have Arizona against the Rams, but I also could see the Rams. I see Stafford tossing a couple of INTs and Denver strong as well. So in the end, I think this one is, is very close. I think um, they're not too far away on the projections. I, who did I give this to? I think I gave it to Andre. You did. There you go. Uh, Mike, we're going we're gonna to throw it to you for, uh, for back-to-back analysis. Uh, on the first matchup of Gertie versus Jay. Right, right. Yeah, big one here. I hear it's for the division and possibly a buy. Um, so, Jay, uh, up against Gertie. We know how we feel about Gertie's team. So let's just break this down real quick. Quarterbacks, sure. Herbert, Herbert and Rogers um, versus Mills and Burrow. I don't know if I need to dig into that one any deeper, but Jay's obviously got the advantage there. Herbert's been on fire all year. Wide receivers-wise, um, Jay, you take a bit of a hit, I think, with uh, Gage, Osborne, and Crowder, but uh, Osborne got you a touchdown uh, Thursday night, so congratulations. Um, up Thank against you. Higgins, Kirk, and Adams. So I give a slight edge to Gertie there, um, but the rest of his roster isn't enough to make up for it. Looking at running backs, um, sneaky play, playing both Cook and Madison. I mean, I had it in another league, and I had to play them both. You couldn't not play Cook, and then he got 34 points. So that's huge for you. Up against Gordon and Collins. Again, I think I'd give you the edge, even with um, playing two, two running backs in the same team. Tight end, you got Cook versus Schultz. I'd say that's a bit of a wash. Don't really excite me on either side. And then uh, in flex, we got a good old Singletary versus Guyton. The I don't care about either of these players matchup. So overall, <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to take it. Um, you're going to win by 30 right now. And uh, yeah. Congrats on the bye. Thank you so much. Uh, Mike, are you good to, to stay with your uh, your next matchup uh, of me versus Nolan? Or, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll actually throw it over to the commission here. I think he can do a little breakdown for us. Sure, okay. Wow, on the spot. Yeah, so big matchup here for Hallwell. Looking to punch one of two tickets into the playoffs. Uh, when we look at it, uh, he's got Stafford and Newton. Wow. Against Prescott and Brady. So I'm not going to say that you win that matchup. Oh, well. So I think that favors Nolan. But looking down here at the wide receivers, um, Ayukin, eh? He's, he's been doing better, right? You, you held on to him all year. I thought you might drop him at some point. He's really – he's starting to hit his stride, so I like that. Judy, you know, can be hit or miss. And a uh, little inside knowledge, we know how Deontay did. Who You know, he had, he had a solid game. You would have hoped maybe a little bit more. But um, lining up against Lockett, Mooney, and, and Cooks, although Cooks can go off, I think I think you pretty solidly win on, on that side. I'll also – I'd lean towards you. And then running back wise, Kamara Kamara's actually going to play this week, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is a big surprise for Nolan. It's been a stumbling block the past couple weeks, but I think um, that's a close one because Eckler. We all know Eckler can go off. Edmonds can have a game, but I think I'd lean uh, with both you know Montgomery and Kamara. No. Uh, started for move no. and it worked out for him. So definitely leaning that way with some inside yeah. knowledge here. How, how many points he put up with nine. Uh, 
because, you know, Higby short could get a touchdown, but, you know, I'm not going to count on it. So I think Pat wins on that side of things. And then, interestingly, in the flex, playing Dylan. Um, he didn't have a good game last week, right? Right, Hallwell? Uh, he, he, he had a fine – he was 80 yards last okay. week. Okay. So, I'm curious – Or the, the week before because it was the, the bye week. Apologies. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'd have to lean Patterson here just because he's been on fire all all year. So, and then looking at the and then looking at the defenses, nice juicy matchup. Uh, Green Bay against Chicago. You know, defense. But I think I'd need uh, So, with that said, uh, who do I pick to win it? I think, I think Pat does enough and punches one of uh, part of one of his two tickets. No. One of them. Uh, I think he comes in with a here. Great analysis. Great analysis. Um, and just uh, just recapping, everybody, uh, Pelt and Jay have taken Nolan. Uh, you both are dead to me. Um, and I have taken myself. My picks this week are all based on what I need to happen to get into the playoffs. So uh, I do believe that I'll get into the playoffs. That, that's kind of where I'm, I'm sitting. At. Um, I'm taking a little bit of a Danish's confidence and uh, sprinkling it wherever you sprinkle confidence. I don't know, I don't know where. Um, Jay, we're going to throw it to you to uh, break down Curtis and Ryan. Absolutely. Now, I got to tell you right off the hop here, you, you guys know, uh, much like you, Hallwell, kind of making picks based on what you want to have happen. Um, I'd love nothing more than to tell you all how much Curtis is going to just throw it at Ryan this week because uh, a Ryan loss gives me a, a very clear pathway to first place here. Um, but a, a win against Gertie gives me a ticket to the bye, and a, you know, a bye is as good as a bye. So I'll be honest with you guys. It uh, looks like Ryan's going to take this one slam dunk at home. He's currently projected to win 120 over 100. Again, some insider knowledge. Kirk Cousins had a decent game as a quarterback, won a game as a quarterback, but had a garbage game as a fantasy quarterback, putting up only 16. Um, and when we look at the other QB to play for uh, Curtis, it's uh, Justin Fields. So going up against the Josh Allen, Russell Wilson tandem for Ryan, you got to think Ryan has that. Russell Wilson had a, a very solid fantasy game last week, so he could be kind of back as far as the fantasy thing is concerned. Now, the one thing here for Curtis is that he's got uh, Chase Claypool, who uh, got a lot of heat from just literally everybody for his game to put up a respectable 9.5 points. And so we've got Mike Evans, who could always pop off for three yards and three touchdowns. Uh, and Hopkins, of course, back in the saddle again for Curtis. So he's going to take the uh, wide receiver edge over um, a fresh off of injury, Julio Jones, Cole Beasley, uh, and D, uh, DK Metcalf. Um, nothing, nothing too slouchy there. I don't love, you know, Beasley being your kind of your um, RW, WR2. Um, so Curtis takes that. But when we come down to um, our running backs, we've got Leo Fournette, who was absolutely running rough shot over the league recently in Tampa Bay and uh, Josh Jacobs, who's always going to be serviceable as long as he's not getting injured in the game for Ryan versus, um, uh, you know, basically uh, a hope and a prayer to the Hubbard and no hope and no prayer for Zach Moss uh, in the one, two spots for Curtis. So that's, that's where he's going to get let down heavily this week. Um, Ertz versus Noah Fant in the uh, tight end slot. Either of them could do something 
or could do nothing. Denver with Fant is going against Detroit, so you never, you know, you might have something there. Uh, Ertz has been strong uh, in Arizona and has uh, Kyler throwing to him now. Again. In the uh, flex, Van Jefferson Jr. is a, is a hope. You know, that's probably three catches at least, but, you know, looking for a TD there, whereas you almost have a TD, if not two, guaranteed with James Conner in the flex spot for Ryan. Uh, by the time we get to the defenses, uh, Ryan's Dallas versus uh, uh, Curtis's Carolina. Carolina. Carolina would have to do something amazing to make up the distance between the two of these teams. So I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I think Ryan's going to sew up first place in the first bye in this league, and he'll be marching into the playoffs pretty happy with his team's performance. Nicely done. Uh, that brings us to our, our last matchup of the week. Uh, it does have some impact over the rest of the league. Um, Neville uh, playing uh, Danish's team. Um, we start off with the quarterbacks. Neville's uh, popping off with uh, Lamar Jackson and Taysom Hill. Um, think what you want about uh, Taysom as like a, a throwing quarterback. The guy gets it done in, in fantasy. Um, I'm actually hoping that Taysom uh, vultures a few touchdowns from Kamara um, this weekend, which would set my own team in a good spot. Uh, Danish putting up Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan. Uh, Patty Mahomes has played um, – it's fine this year, but he's not the Patty Mahomes that we've uh, come to know and love. So I'm giving the edge to Neville on this. At wide receiver, Neville has Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, and ooh, Mike Williams with COVID-19. We believe that Mike Williams is not going to play, uh, but I think Neville is maybe holding out hope. Mike, did you say something? I thought I heard he was going to play, actually. You thought he, he was going to play? Let me yeah, double check. The latest I heard, at least. Well, today there's an update. Andre's got breaking news. Ian Rappaport says that he's on track to play. Uh, Andre breaking news. <laughs> not not Hallwell had breaking. Damn it. Sorry, you can say your thing. Ian Rappaport reports that Mike Williams is, is on track to play. Ooh, nice try. Come again next time. Um, going back to the analysis, we're going to give Danish uh, his wide receiving core as Liz Cushino. Uh, um, Oh my gosh, T. Patrick, Tim Patrick. I totally forgot Tim Patrick's first name, and he was on my team for a long time. And DJ Moore. Uh, I like DJ Moore. I think he can actually have a good weekend, uh, or good weekend uh, against Atlanta. Um, the other two, Chano has not performed, and Tim Patrick is is fine. Uh, but the wide receiver edge definitely goes to Neville. So uh, Neville already sort of leaning heavily towards his uh, him getting victory this weekend. Um, at running back, we have uh, James Robinson and Daryl Henderson for, for Neville versus Antonio Gibson and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was uh, reported the sick this week, but Zach Taylor did say that he was going to play. Uh, I think Gibson and Mixon are back-end RB1s. Um, Robinson and Henderson are top-end RB2s. Uh, so I give Danish the running back edge. Um, at tight end, we've already had a Ty Conklin play going for an underwhelming two points uh, for Neville, and Danish has Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has uh, performed quite well as a rookie, and I do expect bigger things next season. Um, but defenses are zero in a, zeroing in on Kyle Pitts, and I, I do think that there will be a lower performance as they play uh, a pretty, uh, pretty tight Carolina defense. In the flex position, um, we have Javante Williams for Neville, who had a coming out party last week uh, as uh, high-end RB1 potentially, just on usage alone. It seems 
Um, if Melvin Gordon doesn't return to the lineup, uh, Javante Williams is in store for a lot of touches. And, and that's, a, that's exactly what you want your flex to do. Um, for Danish, he is putting in uh, Traquan Smith, uh, infamous wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, uh, who we don't think have a very good quarterback. So uh, flex goes to um, Javante Williams uh, in a landslide. However, I do want to bring up the point that on uh, Danish's bench, he has Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is reported uh, that he has a chance to play in week 14 uh, against the Bengals. If Debo can somehow get into the flex, I actually prefer Debo over Javante just in the way that they, that San Francisco uses Debo. Um, and so I think that is a total game changer. Fittingly, we go to our defenses uh, as the uh, the last piece. And, and how can we not talk about the Buffalo defense, which has just been at the center of uh, much controversy for the season? Uh, Neville is putting his playoff hopes on Buffalo, uh, stymieing the uh, the Tampa Bay juggernaut uh, helmed by Tom Brady. Um, I don't think Buffalo is going to have a good show this weekend. I, I think they are going to struggle against Tom Brady's attack and. Um, they're they're missing Traquan Smith. Uh, nope, sorry, that's the wide receiver. Who are they missing? Tre'Davious White. Tre'Davious White. Thank you. Um, and so I think I think there are gaps in that in that defense. San Francisco going against against the Cincinnati Bengals, which is my team. Um, I am nervous that San Francisco is going to figure out Joe Burrow and um, we need to win this week. And I do hope that they can attack uh, San Francisco's weakness is their, their cornerbacks. They they're basically on their fifth or sixth cornerback uh, starting for them. Um, and, and, and since he can throw the ball, but um, yeah, I do have concerns about what that, what that looks like. So I think San Francisco is going to be a passable play. I think Buffalo, if you could bench him, I would try and figure that out. Uh, but I have I have Danish win, winning this matchup, but that's only because I need Danish to, to beat Neville, uh, increasing my own chances of making playoffs. Everybody else that appears is taking Neville, uh, and that's the breakdown this week, everybody. So I think that was a pretty solid job. Two statements and a question on this matchup. Um, you pointed to it. You said if Debo plays, he could be the swing here. Uh, my question is: Was there no better wide receiver available for Danish to pick up than Traquan Smith? Um, so that's my question. Don't know if anyone has the answer to that. Um, third, and not to beat a dead horse, I think this horse has been dead, kicked, mutilated, and whatnot, but um, note that Neville isn't even playing the quarterback he traded for, which caused this whole season to crumble. Um, I, I, your first question, I'm not sure anybody could answer that. Uh, Danish is a man who um, seems to defy logic uh, uh, when it comes to fantasy. Uh and, and your second point is is well heard. Uh, Taysom Hill over Tre- Trevor Lawrence, like he could be sitting there with Amari Cooper on his team. His team is so, was so sick before he moved all these pieces. Like it had so much depth, actually. Um, it's kind of insane that we're looking at Neville potentially not making playoffs. It's it's unlikely, but um, it would be crazy if it didn't if it didn't happen. Um, What's that? I don't think it's that unlikely. I'd I put it at like 65% and he misses. That, that feels... Because he needs help. If, if he does need help, seven, yeah. If two of the seven-win teams win, 
Andre Nolan or Suds, he's out regardless. So are you. So, Very true. Anyways, I just don't want people to be misinformed on this podcast. We've already had accusations of liars and it's just we mm. put misinformation out there. Well, now, now I'm furious. I have a rage building inside me. We can talk about it off <laughs> air. But uh, yeah, um, I think that's it. Does anybody does anybody have anything that they want to uh, say before we uh, wrap this up? No, it's been a longer than usual episode. So thanks for sticking through. I guess the uh, commissioner State of the Union really added a lot of time. So, uh, <laughs> I'll sign off here. Nothing else from me. Uh, good luck to all of you gentlemen, except for Andre, since I'm going to beat you this weekend. Um, but yeah, enjoy the football. And uh, Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for me. Guys, it's been just an absolute pleasure to be to be on the podcast. I, I felt like I learned a lot. Um, excited to you know maybe come on again at some point and learn some more and kind of you know slowly get my feet underneath me. Um, I think you know good luck to to everyone out there. Uh, obviously, except Gertie, uh, and the biggest reason for that is because Gertie, your team sucks. And uh, don't uh, forget to say hi to Rachel for me. Yeah, I think you guys you guys said it perfectly. Uh, Gertie, your your team sucks, and say hi to Rachel for me. The thing you guys do, this podcast is a shining light for the league. And, uh, you know, good luck to everybody except Mike, because I want to get into the playoffs. And, uh, well, Gertie's team sucks. And uh, say hi to Rachel for me. You twist, music. twist of the knife. <laughs> we don't have such a beatbox. Yeah, that's right. Just pretend there's cool music playing here and cut.